could you possibly not be enjoying this? This is so much fun, the U.S. Open. I, I love the carnage. I've been talking about it all week. Give me all the carnage. I love that every hole feels like a double bogey is impending. I love that a birdie feels like an eagle here. Um, it, you just got to love everything about it. I love people just imploding and going like, 83 and just falling off the face of the earth. I love it. I love everything about it. And I am pumped. I've been pumped up all week. I'm especially pumped up for round four showdown tomorrow. Because me personally, I see a huge edge. I'm going to be chasing it hard. I'm not going to tell you who to play, but I'm going to tell you some thoughts I'm having. And you can go make your own damn picks and see what happens. For all of you that don't know, I am the Degenerate 75. I've been doing this for like a little over a month now. And things are going really well. And I appreciate all of you that are coming back and watching these videos over and over and over. I'm a high limit DFS player. I do been doing this very competitively for about five years, but I also um, am kind of loud and have a lot of opinions and don't hold back on how I feel about things. Am I right, Fantasy National? So I'm trying to kind of bring this high limit world and this high energy world and put it together and bring some attention to DFS in a way that I don't see a lot of people doing. Well, yes, this is called the Showdown Hoedown because we do round three and round four showdown every week, but we also do a Wednesday Q&A live stream uh, to help you with all your week-long questions and anything strategies you need help for for that. So make sure to be there uh, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time Zone because we do some badass drawings. Matter of fact, we'll just talk about those badass drawings right now. Every Wednesday night, I'm going to start doing a drawing for anybody who retweet, who likes this YouTube video, leaves me a comment down in the bottom saying who's going to win this tournament tomorrow. Tell me who's going to win the tournament tomorrow. I think that John Rom's going to win. So that's who I'm saying. You pick whoever you want. Um, and then leave your Twitter handle. And if you do that and go retweet this show over on Twitter and like that message, you'll get your name in the drawing. I'll do a big, big spinny wheel on Wednesday night. And if you win, you'll get to make a hundred dollar lineup with me. Um, and we will split the profits of that lineup 50, 50. I'll straight PayPal you the money. And if that doesn't sound cool, just know you get to make a lineup with me. You get to see my process and I've got, you'll see in a little bit, I've got some users, uh, five guys who won the drawing last week and we got some real sweats. Like we're talking like could win like thousands of dollars tomorrow in the millionaire maker. So that could be you but you got to go do those things for me if you want even more names in the drawing we're in podcast form now we're over on spotify go leave me a five star over there we're on amazon and most importantly we're on apple pod go write me a five star review leave your twitter handle say some nice things about the show and i'll give you three names in the hat and i'll keep one name in the hat forever three names in the first drawing and i'll keep them on there till you win because i want everybody to win this drawing because i promise you all these guys that want it are having a really great time with it and uh i you know i kind of want to share that with all my loyal listeners so that's what you got to do Make sure you like my videos. Make sure you're leaving those comments, not just for the uh, for the freaking drawing. Do it because you want to help my channel grow. And for all of you that roll with me, I asked you, go get me one person. Because I hate for all of you that are new, which I hope is a lot of you. It is Saturday of the U.S. Open. There's got to be a few hundred of you that are new. I'm trying to get to 1,000 followers by the Open Championship. We got about 100 uh, new followers yesterday. I've got to get to 1,000 followers so that I win a bet with two buddies, which is a ridiculous amount of money. I'm going to get there if I can keep up the space. So please go subscribe to my channel and get one friend to go subscribe to my channel because I am providing you information that is awesome here and it is completely free. All I ask is for one sub. Okay, maybe two subs. Maybe you sub and go get like a friend or I don't care. You know, like get your dog to subscribe if he has a YouTube channel. I don't give a shit. Just get it done for me i appreciate you so much uh let's see um i'm reliable too yeah every friday night every saturday night you can count on me to be doing these shows i'm even recording this before round four or round three is even over so that you can have this information as early as possible and can start your process on making your lineups for tomorrow we're going to cover all the stuff we normally cover from weather to contest selection to everything you need to know 
Um, but I do got to address one point today. I always, at the end of every show, I always say one guy I'm playing and one guy I'm definitely not playing. And my one guy I said I was definitely playing today was Max Homa. And I definitely played Max Homa. But let me tell you something. When I say that's the one guy I'm playing, that doesn't mean you go play him. I don't, I, not a tout. This guy right here, not a tout. I'm not here to give picks. If you want somebody to give you picks, go pay your $75 to one of those stupid ass tout sites. Go over there, get their recycled generic picks that they charge you for. And then, you know, like maybe win like $1,000 on one GPP all year and then go think the tout site and act like they did something for you. When really, you know, like they just gave you some generic picks and it just hits randomly every so often. And, not, and you don't even realize how much you're down for the year. If that's what you want, I promise you this ain't the channel. What I'm doing here is I'm trying to take people who are new to the game, who've been in the game for a little bit, or people who are really trying to step up their level to do the process on their own. I'm teaching them my process that I have done, how I think through stuff, how I build lineups, how I select contests, how I look at stats, and then you make your own damn picks. If you want me to make your picks for you, I ain't going to do it. Make your own damn picks. You're a grown-ass man, dog. And to like my 1.5% of you that are ladies, you're a grown-ass woman. Make your own picks. So that's it. I don't. I don't give them. Not a tout. We'll never be a tout. I, if you want this to be a tout site, you're on the wrong place. Go away. I'm trying to teach you how to fish. I'm not going to give you the damn fish. Okay. There you go. I. I, I the reason, the number one reason I don't share my picks, uh, for all of you that have kind of been watching me, I feel like you're probably smart enough to understand this now, is. I play super aggressive. When I make a lineup every day, I'm thinking, I want this lineup to get first place on this GPP or I want to come in dead fucking last. And so I don't mind playing guys that have huge blow up potentials. And I don't mind making really risky plays if I think that it could create an edge that would help me win a GPP. I lose 75 to 80% of weeks that I play. I'm okay with that because the weeks that I win more than covers any losses and gives me a surplus. I don't think a lot of people could handle losing weeks like that, especially at the volume that I play. That's why I don't give picks because I'm not going to be responsible for your money. Only you are responsible for your money and your picks and your contest selection. I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So there you go. That's it. That's my rant. Um, I keep seeing a lot of you being like, man, my lineups are dead. Mother father, lineups are never dead because we got showdown here. It's the showdown hoedown. Every Saturday, Sunday, we got it's a brand new day. And so we're totally live. No matter how shitty your week-long lineups are. Did you play Sung JM, you donkey? You did, didn't you? So your lineups do suck. But don't worry, because tomorrow's a brand new day, and you can make brand new lineups, and you can go ship a GBB, especially if you're watching this. So shut up with that shit. Uh, let's see. The drawing, we're going to do that drawing Wednesday. Make sure to get in there, like this video, leave a comment who's going to win tomorrow, go over to Twitter, like and retweet the show that I'll put up. You do those things, you get your name in there, you'll win eventually, hopefully on Wednesday. Hopefully you're running better than my key guys did today at uh, DFS. All right, let's get into this. How are my lineups doing? Well, let's go see. Let's go over here to uh, DK. Oh, man, what the hell's happened? This was just like a minute ago. This was just $10,000, and now I just fell. I guess somebody fucking made it. Aaron Wise probably make another fucking triple bogey or something. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Yes, you know, this is why you don't get too excited about how much it says it's currently winning because yesterday that said 10,000. It actually said 10,000 just a minute ago. Now it says 5,600. Uh, we got some good lineups, some nice six of sixes. We got a lot of John Rom. And if you really want to know how your lineups are doing, you're like, well, I can see that number currently winning, but that doesn't really mean shit. Let me tell you about the coolest website I know. It's called Cut Sweats. You go over here to Cut Sweats, and I'm sure some of you have seen. If you don't know, you can get half off your first month here using the promo code DGEN75. DGEN, D-E-G-E-N-75. That's all lowercase. And yes, 
it does show you the six of six percentages, but you can see that free on Twitter. That's just a cool, that's what it's kind of built around initially. But they show you so much other stuff, like how all your guys are doing, how many of them are your six of six lineups. You can go look and see what your six of six lineups are, but what's really cool is you can come over here and go look at all the different contests you're in and see how you're doing in those. Now, Nelson, the guy who runs it, couldn't get this updated today because, as I told you, round three is not even over yet. So these are still yesterday's projections. He runs the simulations 10,000 times after the third and the fourth round to let you see how you're doing. So, like, let's take, for example, here in the $55 um, up and down contest, I did 29 lineups in that. He, uh, according to Cut Sweats, I have a 4% chance of winning that, a 1 in 25 chance of winning that. You go, you're like, well, how do you know that? Well, let's go click on it. Check this out. You go over here to simulated results. Simulated results, go put in my name, Modest75. That's not how you spell Modest. And you can see I have one, two, three, four, five lineups. I think they're all still in the top 100. They're all six of sixes. And they all look like they have somewhere between, you know, a half a percent up to 2% chance of winning. So I have five bullets in there tomorrow to win 50K. So when you add all that up, you know, he's saying this lineup right here is worth about 2,500 bucks. This one's worth 1,500, which is like the average of how much it makes. It may go get 100th place tomorrow. It might go win 50K for first. We'll have to see. But if you add up the total, I have a 4% chance of winning that contest. Um, you, uh, you can, there's, and then you can also see all your other contests you're in. If you go to the dashboard, go back over here to my contest. Let's go look at one. That's really cool. Uh, the one that I'm doing with my listeners, right? So me and my listeners, I a hundred dollar ticket into the Millie maker. I think last I looked all five of them are in the money and I'm going to split that money with them 50, 50. So they have a chance to win some real money. I'd say two of them have a chance. Uh, look, you can see the cash rate here, 99%, 98%, 91%. So they're all doing very well. Um, one lineup I think is in the top 200. It wouldn't surprise me if it got, you know, maybe a couple thousand bucks, which would be pretty badass for that guy to just get a couple thousand bucks for winning a drawing, right? So that's cut sweats. DGen 75, all lowercase. It has all kinds of cool shit. This is going to update in a little bit. And I bet my numbers will probably be even better because I got a lot of really good lineups in it in that $55 contest. So, you know, maybe we'll ship 50 grand tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, let's talk for all of you that don't know. I won this uh, Sunday showdown two years ago. Uh, where's the lineup? Right here. I uh, hope you can see that okay there. For all of you that can't, uh, it had Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Harris English, Sung JM, uh, EVR, and Will Zalatoris. Now, a couple things to take away from this lineup because I want you to understand what you're going to have to do to win tomorrow. The first thing I want to point out is, you know, I think a lot of people think I just avoid all chalk. Oh, DGen 75, he never plays chalk. Well, I played 48% Bryson that day because I go look at the top 10 and I say to myself, who do I think is going to win? I think Bryson was three back heading into that day. And I was like, give me a charging Bryson all day. Now I had him projected at about 45%. So I literally put him in 100% of my lineups that day. I think I did 50 lineups and I put Bryson in every single lineup. Why do I do that? Because here on this channel, we preach the two X rule, whatever projected ownership you have a guy at, make sure you have him in at least two times that of your lineup. So if I have Bryson projected at 45%, I essentially had to have him in 100% of my lineups. I mean, technically 90, but come on, fuck, it's 100. So I just put Bryson in every single lineup. I just locked him in. If I was going to play somebody that chalky, I was going to make sure I had leverage on him. But from there, what I really did is I started going picking top players that weren't right up there at the top of the leaderboard. Of course, you faded the, I faded Matthew Wolf, who was winning it, because I think he was like 54% owned that day. So stupid to play that. And I went and I found stars who were lower owned, but still had the potential to move up the leaderboard with a solid round. And let's face it, if you've been watching the last couple days, an even par round is a pretty fucking good round at the U.S. Open. So you see, I have Dustin Johnson there. I got him at 6%. He went out and was my second highest score. I got Sung JM at just 4%. He scored really well. 
Uh, and then, you know, and then, yeah, I have my flyer. I had EVR in there. Um, and that's kind of how you want to construct your lineup. You want to, if you, you want to go pick your one guy you think is going to win, but then you want to pick a bunch of guys who have high upside, who can go get you some birdies because everybody's going to fall in love with position points tomorrow. But really you want guys who are going to be moving up and getting four or five birdies. And I thought, hell, Dustin Johnson, he's rich. He's just going to go out there and try for birdies all day. And he got a lot of birdies that day. I think he had like five birdies, five bogeys that day, which was awesome because every birdie at the U S open is like times three because they just ain't getting that many birdies out there. Um, I took Will Zalatoris because I think the only reason he was in there is I needed the salary relief. I, I had no idea he'd come in at 26% because he actually played pretty pretty well that day to finish T6. So that's what you want to be looking at today. Don't, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Don't play the leaders. But find those guys that maybe, if you're going to play one of those top six guys, play precisely one of them. The one guy you think is going to win. And just leave the rest out. And that is a great way for you to have leverage on the field and not eat all that chalk that everybody's going to play because they're going to be falling in love with position points. For all of you that don't know, Sunday Showdown gives us the biggest edge because they offer position points. And everybody thinks, oh, I've got to play John Rom because I get 13 position points. No, mother father. You get 13 position points if he finishes them first. Okay, just because he starts the day there doesn't mean he gets to keep those. Matter of fact, theoretically, he loses points all day because he's going to be giving those points back if he doesn't win the tournament and he falls to like fourth place. So people are going to fall in love with position points and it does make a little bit more sense this week. I understand that because birdies, eagles are going to be more rare tomorrow. So position points do matter more than they do on a given week. However, that is not a reason to just say, well, I've got to play the top five guys because we know more than anything, especially at this contest, people are going to fall in love with position points. And because of that, that gives us all the more leverage on ownership. Uh, Somebody like Keegan Bradley, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they're going to be super chalked tomorrow. Just don't play them. Just don't play them. But I'm scared that they might go win. Well, if that's the one guy you think is going to win, play him. But if you think think he's going to win, we've already seen that anybody can blow up. Anybody can blow up. Even delicate little beautiful flower, Kalamurakawa, can implode, right? Um, Joaquin Neiman, Xander Shoffley. Uh, 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 who else was there? Um, oh, Aaron Wise. Basically anybody I needed in my week long. Just shit the bed. It can happen. Everybody's going to say tonight on these on these shows, oh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, he plays good in the wind. Matthew Fitzpatrick, he plays good on tough courses. It's going to be all this narrative. He play, he looks so good today, right? No, he could never fail. Okay, okay, you go play 40% Matthew Patrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'll, uh, I'll pass. Thank you. So if you think Matthew Fitzpatrick's going to win, play his ass. I don't give a shit who you play. I'm telling you. I'm not going to play him because I don't think he's going to win. I don't think there's any chance he wins. But, you know, I also thought Max Homo was going to do good today, and we saw that didn't really happen. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, contest selection for tomorrow. Uh, What do we got here? The lobby. Let's go to round three showdown. This stuff's really important, guys. I hope that this this part does not bore you because it is so important. Total prizes. Go sort by that. And this is what everybody does. Oh, my God. $100,000 to first. I got to play in that. Don't do it. 28% of all money going to first place is stupid. As I tell you every time, if you're going to play in a tournament like this, you need to be rich or you need to like play, be willing to lo- play at least 25 lineups in it, which what they're 20 bucks a piece. So you need to do f- at least 500 bucks. Why 25? Because all the big dogs are going to enter 150. And if you want to have any chance to compete against them, you have to have at least enough lineups where you can mix and match your player pool. If you're doing 25 lineups, I would say do a player pool of 15 to 17 guys and mix and match those guys and hope you hit the right combination. Whatever you do, don't play 25 lineups and play 35 guys. Cause then you're just fucking playing scratch off tickets at the seven 11 and you ain't going to hit anything. And if you do, it'll just be, just be luck. 
this $600 contest, I got really excited when I first saw it, but same thing, 100,000 to first. Come on, man. 33% of all the money going there. Get the fuck out of here. All right, where should you spend your money? Uh, you always got to love these $200 single entries, these $100 single entries, the three, the $33 single entry, the $5 single entry. They're all really great contests. But here we are again. If you're one of those guys that wants to play 20 or 30 lineups and have a chance to win real money, check out this $10 resurgence. $70,000 prize pool, $20,000 to first. That's a little high. Let's not lie. That's what, 28.3% going to first? But... It is only 8,000 people in it. They do only cost 10 bucks. So if you want to be a degenerate and put in a bunch of lineups, that would probably be a good one. It's still a very terrible payout structure, and I would not encourage that. I would stick to more single entries. And if you really want to play a whole bunch of lineups, um, you know, go look at the 20 maxes and stuff like that. That's what you want to be focused on. On this note, I want to take a second to talk about this. What kind of players should you be targeting tomorrow? When you're playing in a contest with... 20,000 people, like the main $20, who should be in your player pool? You have to be open to anybody. And I'm talking guys who are in dead fucking last right now. you got to be open to playing them in your lineup. Now, if you're playing in a single entry with just 100 people, you probably don't need to go check out, let's see, who's somebody who's way down here? You probably shouldn't be giving a lot of thought to Brandon Matthews if you're just playing in something with 100 people. You should probably have that cutoff line be somewhere around like the, the T40 range. Probably nothing under that, right? But if you are playing in one of those tournaments where uh, there is more than, you know, a couple thousand people, the $10 resurgence, the $20 main tournament, you've got to be open to playing anybody because some random slap dick is going to go off tomorrow morning and probably be the nuts play tomorrow that you have to have to ship the GBP. So you have to be open to that because with 20,000 people, you you know, you don't got to hit the exact nuts, but you got to be pretty damn close. So let who, what contest you're playing in dictate how risky of players you take on. Okay, I, I, I said, go check out uh, that Bestling guy yesterday. If you were playing in a 20-person contest with there's a $100 single entry, you don't need to be playing Bestling. That's somebody you play when you're playing 50 lineups in the $20. That's when you start considering that. Excuse me, I need a drink. Oh, yeah, this, this, this show is always brought to you by Topo Chico. Okay, we are on to, what's the first thing we always check? I'm talking to you, new guy that's never been here. What's the first thing we always check in Showdown? What is it? Good. Very, very nice. It is. It is weather. So let's go check it out tomorrow. It looks um, pretty comparable to today. Just kind of slightly windy and gusty all day. It ain't going to be easy scoring conditions. They're going to get their asses owned. I do see a little bit of rain tonight, a little bit of rain in the morning, which might soften it up a little bit, which only makes me think that the morning guys are going to probably have it a little easier. And if you go look today, the, you go look and you can search by waves here on Data Golf. it would appear as though the afternoon guys played a little bit easier than the morning guys, but that's really not true, right? The Earlier guys had the better conditions. They just have guys, more guys fucking imploding, going and shooting 87, which kills the scoring average, right? But there were more good rounds coming out of the early morning than there were out of the late afternoon. So the morning does play easier. Don't get confused by these numbers. You can make numbers look like how you want them to. Um, what are we talking about? Weather. Yeah, the weather looks pretty steady. Even over here on Willie Weather, it has a slight peak around uh, one or two, but that's when most of the people are going to be on the course anyway, so I just don't see a huge weather edge. The only thing I would really read into the weather is that it might be a little softer tomorrow, so you you know, you know might be able to stick some more irons, but how you're going to incorporate it in your lineups, I don't fucking know. Um, really what I would do is just know it's probably going to play difficult and uh, birdies are going to mean something tomorrow. That's what I would take from it. Okay. Once again, for all of you that are new, which I hope is a lot of you, I've, I, my, we hit it, what, like 1,100 people watched my video yesterday, which is insane for a Friday video. I hope this one beats that. 
So we're clearly getting a lot of new people in here. New people, I'm not going to tell you who to play tomorrow. I'm going to tell you what things to go look at. And for all of you that don't know, go check out Data Golf. I'm right here on Data Golf's page. You just go click right here, live tournament stats, and you can see all this shit for free on their website. None of this is behind a paywall. It's all free. Go look at it. If you don't know how to analyze these stats, well, I'll try to do a little bit to explain as we're going over them. I'm going to be focusing mainly on round three stats because I think tomorrow is going to play a lot like round three played today. So I kind of want to see who was playing well, who was doing what well in today's conditions so that I can use that to make my decisions for tomorrow. First thing I want to look at, well, the first thing I want to look at is who scored the best today. Will Zalatoris, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Denny McCarthy, Keegan Bradley, Gary Woodland, Sebastian Munoz, Minwoo Lee, all shot under par. Those are the only guys that shot under par today. I will be playing precisely fucking zero of them not a single one i'm not going to play them because all of those guys are going to be in an ownership premium marks they're like they play good in hard conditions and if they did play hard in good conditions yesterday i gotta play them today okay i mean if that's how you think or you know like it's really fucking hard to play well in these conditions and they play well today so i mean statistically none of them are going to play well tomorrow you know i understand that will zalatoris and matthew fitzpatrick are really good players and they can do it two rounds in a row but i would really bet you those other five guys i named don't have much of a chance which kind of sucks because i got a lot of those guys in my week long and i would like to see them do well but not a chance i'm even considering them for um for uh showdown tomorrow uh and here's another good thing to look at go look at some guys that shit the bed but like aren't out of contention like somebody who just kind of did a little moonwalking today down the leaderboard and has bounce back potential and go check out their stats right aaron wise he looked horrific today but like he's only t11 no one's gonna want to play him he did pick up off the t yes he was bad at everything else actually he was neutral putting so like aaron wise he's a great bounce back candidate Hayden Buckley. I'm not telling you to play these guys. I'm saying go look at them. Oh, here's one you definitely got to consider. Brian Harmon. He didn't make shit today. Uh, he was terrible around the greens, but he, he like had a lot, a lot of birdie looks and just didn't make anything. Literally didn't have a single birdie. He's a great bounce back candidate. Patrick Rogers, not so much. He sucks. Xander Schauffele, an amazing bounce back candidate. I, I don't see how you don't play Xander Schauffele tomorrow. He's going to be that asshole that's going to go backdoor a top 10 and we'll forget that he sucked for most of this tournament and let all the week-long donkey chalk get there. Fuck, I hate this game. Oh, boy. Max Homa. Can I even say his name? Are you getting mad when I even have the mouse over him there? It's okay. So that's the first thing we looked at was uh, who played well today. I'm off of them. That doesn't mean you can't play them. I'm just not going to pay an ownership premium for those guys. If they played well today, they will be higher owned tomorrow because people think that today is connected to tomorrow, and they're not, especially at a course this hard. It's going to be random-ass carnage tomorrow. So the best thing you can do is is get leverage by avoiding chalk. And who's going to be chalk? Guys who played well today. Guys who are not going to be chalk that could still scoot up the leaderboard who have been playing generally well this week are those guys I just talked about, the bounce-back candidates, guys that had poor rounds today, but they are still right there in that lurking zone. When I go look at this, the next thing I look at is who are these guys in the top 10 that I think are going to win? You got, really, to me, it starts at T7. T7 is kind of a different category, but T4 and up. So that's Keegan, Hadwin, Scheffler, Rom, Zalatoris, Fitz. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Did Rom double 18? Ha! <laughs> No wonder why my money fell. Okay, that explains why I went from ten grand to five grand right before we went on the air. Okay, that actually makes me like John Rom a lot more now. I was actually going to say don't play John Rom. So Matthew Fitzpatrick, Zalatoris, Rom, Scheffler, Hadwin, Bradley. That's our guys that are the top six. Play one of those guys. Only one. I'm telling you, play only one. Because if you start playing two of those guys, you don't want to eat that much chalk. They're all going to be super owned because the other sites tonight are going to be like, you got to play the guys who get position points because there's not going to be any birdies tomorrow. 
okay, and now you're going to go play 30% owned Adam Hadwin? You're going to go play 28% owned Keegan Bradley? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But that's not that's not for me. I'm playing to win a GPP. I'm also playing in the $20 uh, where I'll probably put 50 or 100 lineups in that. So I've got to be more aggressive. If you're just playing the $100 single entry, okay, then maybe you can get away with playing two of them because you only got to beat a couple hundred people in that. I got to go beat 20,000 people. So I'm going to avoid all this donkey chalk up here. So let the contest selection you're in determine what kind of aggressive plays you want to make. You probably don't want to be as aggressive as me unless you're doing a whole bunch in that $20 or a whole bunch in that $10 resurgence. So remember that. you got to take everything I'm saying through that prism, right? Uh, yeah, all right. So I pick one of those guys. But where it really starts for me is T7 and below. All the guys that I think are just checking every box I want, guys that are going to be chasing, guys that didn't exactly have their A game today, and guys who can get silly hot going into a final round. Well, they're all just starting right here. Who am I definitely playing tomorrow? You know who I'm playing. I have a very weird relationship with this guy, for all of you that don't know. His name is Roy McElroy. He's starting to remind me of, like, 2017 Jordan Spieth, where, like, if it's a four-foot birdie putt, he'll never make it. But if it's a 28-foot par putt, it's in the fucking cup every time. Roy McElroy, I am definitely – he is the one guy I'm definitely playing tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to cheat. There's two guys I'm playing tomorrow. Him and Scotty Scheffler are the two guys I am definitely playing tomorrow. I, Scotty Scheffler, he's just he's he's going to win. I just really think he's going to win. So if I think he's going to win, and I want to play Rory for two reasons. One, I want to mush him. And two, I know his dumb ass is going to rally and shoot a 300 tomorrow and probably get T-second, and everybody's going to forget that Rory basically sucked this entire tournament, and they're going to keep talking about how good he is at majors because he got T-second. They're not going to remember. He's backdoored at Sunday like he always does. Sam Burns, my God, what a play. You got you got to love some Sam Burns. Nick Hardy is a great bounce back candidate. He's still right there. I think because he played poorly today, he won't be too chalky. Aaron Wise, bounce back candidate. Uh, Hayden Buckley, bounce back candidate. But then we start getting into some tricky plays. Like Seamus Power. He's just sitting there at 11th. So he's not in the top 10, which will have some people off his radar. He was smoking hot today with his irons. And he putted well. He has almost everything you want. I think he'll be a little bit off people's radars. He is approaching well, he is putting well, and most importantly, he has that upside to easily get those top five placement points. If he goes and shoots a two under tomorrow, he'll almost certainly backdoor a top five. So a guy like that, Seamus Power, Gary Woodland, you know, kind of appealing right there in that Goldilocks zone, as I like to call it. Denny McCarthy, if you play Denny, I, just like I told you yesterday, don't play Brooks Kepka. don't play Denny McCarthy tomorrow. It's, it's, don't do it. It's just, you're, I'm, you're welcome. Uh, all right. Brian Harmon's a great bounce back candidate. I think Patrick Rogers sucks. Here is another one that really caught my eye doing the stats. Davis Riley sucked today. I know because I have him in a ton of my week long, but his approach was killer. And if there's a guy just sitting right there in a perfect Goldilocks zone where he could sneak up there and backdoor a top five and go win you a GBB, it's Davis Riley. Right below him, Hideki Matsuyama did the exact same thing today. I swear that guy had a 12 foot for birdie on every hole. And I believe he made precisely zero of them. So... Uh, Hideki has been looking pretty decent all week, just hasn't made a putt. And you're probably thinking, well, Hideki can't putt. I agree, he can't putt. But, like, if you keep giving yourself enough 12-footers, he'll make some tomorrow just on accident. Uh, Dustin, you know, he got it all done luck sacking with a putter today. Don't love that. Munoz, Minwoo Lee, guys like that who skyrocketed up the leaderboard today, be careful. You're going to pay an ownership premium on those guys, and it's going to be so hard for them to follow up a really good round. It would not surprise me if either of those guys shoot an 80 tomorrow. So, you know. Uh, take your chances as you will. Uh, I'll tell you this Jun Yong Kim guy. 
he's a really good ball striker and he does a lot of really good stuff. You know, maybe consider him. If you want to have your lineup tomorrow, either get first or last. If you want the ultimate DFL dead fucking last or first place guy, check out Thomas Peters. He'll do that for you. Uh, Thomas Spieth, the right there in that area, Patrick Cantlay. He's another one of those guys. People like, Oh, he moved up a lot today, but he really didn't play that well. He kind of, I, you know, I don't like that. If I'm going to play one of those big names that's charging from this range to me, it's definitely Xander Schauffele started out like six over through 12. And I think he finished like three under through his last seven. So to me, that's like the perfect guy that's going to go back door top 10 and probably be, I would be shocked if he's over seven or 8% ownership because people are like, I can't play him. He's too far back. Not going to get no position points. Okay, he's in 33rd. Chill. Chill. Uh, okay, other things to look at. By the way, I'm not going to go over every person. I'm just giving you some names. Uh, go look at some guys who killed it with approach today. It's a lot of the guys I already told you. Hideki, uh, Seamus Power, uh, Davis Riley. Oh, by the way, Harris English killed it today. If you're playing in that $10 resurgence and you want an absolute fucking punt, go check out Harris English, who lost four and a half strokes putting in one round today. Harris England is a really good putter. If he does that approach game tomorrow, he has a 67 in him. And if you're getting a 67 on a Harris English, I don't care if he gets your position points. You're going to win a GPP with a guy like that. Uh, guys who gave it away around the green today. Anybody shit the bed around the green that really cost them? Brian Harmon, who's traditionally good around the greens, unless I play him because I mush people. Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy, Riley Davis. I'm just all over these guys. I'm just trying to give you some different things to look at. And then lastly, you know, like who were some guys that putted uh, really shitty that are traditionally good putters? Bo Hostler, you know, no, no one's going to be on Bo. No one's going to play Dumpy Bo tomorrow. He, uh, what, eight over today? No one will play him, but he's still T33. That's a sneaky one. I'm, by the way, mother father, I'm not telling you to play these guys. I'm telling you to go look at them right here on Data Golf. You can look at this stuff too. I'm just telling you some things that caught my eye. So let's go over this who is going to be the highest owned guys tomorrow your highest owned guys are going to be matthew fitzpatrick will zalatoris why because they are in first place and people are stupid and they think that that somehow gets them 13 points they like for those gpps to start and them to see all their little lineups over in the money because they have all them fake points whereas if you look when the gpp starts all mine are way off to the left because i have like no starting points because i take all the dudes who are going to move up so there's your top two own guys matthew fitzpatrick will zalatoris i think because they're both tied they're both pretty good and they're both semi-pricey you're probably looking at about 45% on both of them. John Rom will be at least 35 to 40%. So that's super chalky. Scotty Scheffler and Rory, as much as I like them, they'll be popular. Uh, I would guess both over 30% because people love to spend their salary. People love guys in the top 10 and people love big names. And they're, they check all three of those boxes. Uh, the other guys will be popular are guys coming off of big rounds. Keegan Bradley, Denny McCarthy, Gary Woodland, people are going to think, oh, they played good yesterday, they'll play good today. Okay, I mean, I guess, maybe, probably not, but maybe, you, you do that. I'm, that's not my game, that's not how I roll. Uh, all right, the pivots, I give you tons of pivots. To me, all the pivots start, is just start really looking from the T7 down. How much, if I'm playing in a, you know, if I'm playing a $100 single entry, I probably won't go much below the plus five range, which is the T, eh, I'll probably go down to the T45 guys who are at plus six, because they're just close enough to easily backdoor top 25 and get me some placement points. Um, and, you know, if they can backdoor that, that's good enough for me. So, you know, a guy like KH Lee, he really caught my eye because he was ball striking the hell out of it today and could not putt. So you got to be interested in that. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, no one's going to play Joaquin Neiman. Uh, and he wasn't very good today, but you're telling me Joaquin Neiman can't go get hot tomorrow when he doesn't give a shit. Brooks Kepka looked terrible today. His stats were horrific. I told you not to play him. So what does that mean? He'll probably go kill it tomorrow, right? Because that's how this happens in golf. None of it makes any sense. 
Uh, all right, so my pivots are going to kind of come in that Goldilocks zone, T11 through that T45, T49 range. That's where I'm going to make my pivots. Instead of playing Keegan Bradley and Matthew Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris, Adam Hadwin, guys like that, I'm going to go play guys like uh, Seamus Power, Hideki Matsuyama, Davis Riley, guys like that, who will have a little bit of ownership, but probably be at a super discounted rate compared to those other guys in the top 10. That's how I'm doing it. I don't give a shit who you play. You pick your own picks. I'm trying to teach you how to do this the right way. So just to be clear, the one guy I am definitely playing tomorrow is Roy McElroy and Scotty Scheffler. Rory, because I want to destroy his career by mushing him, and Scotty Scheffler, because... Well, I just think he's going to fucking win. That's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. And the one guy, uh, one guy I'm definitely not playing is, well, this is easy, uh, Will Zalatoris. A, he's in the lead. B, he's coming off a great round. And C, I have him all over my week long, so I'll just hedge against him by not playing him in showdown. That's an easy, easy play. Uh, is Matthew Fitzpatrick probably going to go kill it tomorrow just to spite me? Yes. He'll kill me at week long. He'll kill me at showdown. And I don't care. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's who I'm definitely playing, who I'm definitely not playing. Uh, if you want to see some interesting round four scores before we get out of here, a couple guys that caught my eye, the best round four scores over the last 12 rounds, uh, Thomas Peters down here at 24th, Brian Harmon at 26th, Mark Leishman. Go to, let's go see what Mark Leishman's up to real quick before we get out of here. Let's see. What did he do today? All right. All right. Pretty, he, has, he was approaching, lost a lot with the putter, and he's good at round fours. So there you go. There's yet another punt to consider. Mark Leishman. Uh, other, any other round four scores that were surprising? Hideki, number five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. All right. I think that's it. Guys, don't forget to go get in the drawing by liking this video, leaving a comment down at the bottom saying who you think is going to win the U.S. Open tomorrow, and go over to Twitter, retweet this show, give it a like, and then most importantly, be here Wednesday night for the freaking drawing. We're going to do a live stream at 7 o'clock. We keep like 200 people in there consistently. It's amazing how fast it's growing, and it's only going to grow more with you being there. Plus, I'll probably have some ranch waters, and when you get a couple ranch waters in me, I get a little belligerent. The degenerate getting belligerent. Don't forget to check out Cut Sweats, DGEN75, all lowercase is the promo code. I hope you are excited for tomorrow. Reach out to me on Twitter if you need anything. Uh, it's uh, the Degenerate75, it says it right here below me. I tend to not big dog anybody. I try to be nice and help out everybody as much as I can. When you hit those great lineups, make sure to send me screenshots so that I can retweet and people can see your accomplishments. I'm just teaching you the process. You're the ones making the picks, so give yourself the credit. Um... I believe that's it. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Let's have some fun. Let's win some money. And let's see each other Wednesday. I hope you enjoy my outro.